Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yep, it's DJ Damage. And we got a real one back in the building. Amarla Negra's back. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. That's you know, right. You know, it's been so long after the first interview, I thought you just said, fuck it, I ain't going no, back. No, 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 no. I've been busy. I've been caught up, and I know that you've been very busy as well, but yes. I'm back here in L.A. for a little bit. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking of moving to L.A. for yeah. a little bit. Oh, you yes. Why? Why? Well, because everybody, I mean, I love Miami. Everybody knows that Miami is a place to go party, live your best life. But when it comes to work, I feel that there's a lot of opportunities here that I should tap into. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, you, you're not going, the people here are something else. Yeah, what? Warm me. What's oh. happening? Oh, no, no. Hold on. She got a boyfriend. She good. She's uh, well, we don't know. No, not no. necessarily. Hold right. on. Don't move too fast. <laughs> I've been watching on Monday nights. That nigga's out. You left all them nice-ass Dominicans to come here and deal with a nigga that wasn't shit. Well, first of all, I was born in Miami, okay? And, um, and... You know, I always do my best to stay as positive as possible, and I would not say that he's not shit. Okay. He, you know, That was he, me being funny. Right. Set it up. But just in case, because you know they're going to come eat my ass I know, up. I, I mean, know. I'm like, I didn't say that, because <laughs> what I said was, you know, we're just in different places in our life right now. So I say all that to say, first two seasons <laughs> of, because this is season three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, first two seasons of Love and Hip Hop, what I really loved about you, you came into the, you know, this show is good for two people, one or two people. One, people that ain't got shit, ain't gonna have shit, don't know how to get shit, and this is all they got, so they're gonna be the best at it. Mm. Or people who use it to really just mm-hmm. amplify what they're already doing and to collect more bags and create more opportunity. Well said. I feel like you came in and right out the gate from the first season of a new franchise, of the new franchise, um, killing it. I mean, you built a name for yourself. You. Everybody wanted to interview you. You became the it girl, which breeds jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, you you introduced the conversation in, my, and I'm saying introduce. So please don't attack me. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly how I feel every time. Break. Let me <laughs> let me say it differently. I became aware of the Afro Latina movement through watching you on the show and what you were going through. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you introduced it to the world, but that's right. just when I became more right, aware right. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you're sharing, you're pulling back more layers and showing more personal stuff. Relationship you know, stuff. I really didn't want to do it. Um, <laughs> and it was more like, well, we want to see more of you. Like, let's go into who you are and all this. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fine. You know, let's just do it. And I was open about, you know, my relationship with my father, him having prostate cancer and, you know, trying to build something out of nowhere because he really wasn't involved in my life. And it's obviously, you know, now your daughter's famous and that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm your father, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I'm like, yeah, you know. I get it, but I really wanted to showcase that just to see, one, because I was really going through it, and two, because I wanted to be able to be an inspiration for other people, especially for other black black fathers specifically amongst many. But if you have a daughter, your sons as well, but talking about women, if you have a daughter and you haven't done your duty, if you haven't been in her life, Mm. you don't understand the importance of a male figure in a little girl's life. You better preach, girl. You yeah. know, I've I have I have been in relationships um that I know the hell that I shouldn't have been there, but sometimes you're just looking for that comfort. Mm-hmm. Even dating 20, 20 plus years, mm-hmm. you know, difference, just looking for that. Cause I didn't find I didn't have it in my father. Do you yeah. feel like that's is that she's she's telling the absolute one hundred percent truth. I mean, like people make light or 
you know, trivialize the concept of daddy issues, but it's yeah. a real thing. Like yeah. I re- like our father is our first boyfriend, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And he sets the tone for how we should expect every man to yep. treat us moving forward in life. Mm-hmm. And so if he is absent or abusive, well, we take that in. We internalize that yeah. and we can start looking for men that are much older than us or we start to think that it becomes we nor- you become nor- you normalize you it. Norm- like yeah, you no- you normalize absence and you normalize abuse. And so to hear to say somebody has daddy issues is is like people say it lightly and it's not to be it's a taken way of lightly. It's dismissing that it's, it is. So it's so real. I wanted to be able to be you know public about it cuz like I said I was going through it. I wanted to be able to showcase that part of my life that I never really put out in public like that. And um and I would say even though that he wasn't a good father doesn't mean that I have to be a bad daughter. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to stop cut that cycle and do the right thing and yes financially he needs my support but i say if i spend my money in gucci bags and all these other stuff why not spend it in someone that actually has a, an illness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i can you know and i can help i mean it is what it is so i joke by saying the nigga wasn't shit actually when i first saw you all get together on the show i was really happy to see that he was gonna step up as a man and be there for you and support you and it wasn't until the scene I think I watched last week. We're talking about MJ here. We're talking about MJ. Okay, okay. just for clarification. Thank you. Um, MJ seemed like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. You, right. you mean? You he know, is a great guy. He's a cool he guy. He seemed like a good guy. He said all the right things. Mm-hmm. You've had men tell you the right things. Oh, boy, they've said You've had women <laughs> tell you the right things. Mm-hmm. I've had so many niggas tell me the right things. I think it's just all the wrong things at this mm-hmm. point. But then the last episode I saw... Where, uh, you know, you had that blonde wig, which, by the way, I, I like the wig. Well, they were eating me up for this blonde wig. Let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> First of all, I just wanted to change it up because if I have my fro, we're sick of the fro. And if I change the fro, put on back the fro. Mm-hmm. So leave me, uh, leave me the fro. Why are people so consumed with black women's hair? You like, know, and, and not only black women's hair, but in my case, I would say the fro really is a thing. Oh, it's nappy, it's dry, is this, is that. You know what? I feel that rocking my fro is not only me being rebellious, because I'm going to do whatever it is that I want to do, and it's the hair on top of my head at the end of the day, whether I wear extensions, whether I wear a wig, whether I wear whatever it is that I want to do. Um, nobody says anything when you see other women wearing colorful hair, blonde hairs, or whatever. True. So what's the problem? I'm using the textured hair that's the closest thing to my actual natural hair. Mm-hmm. Why does it bother people so much instead of embracing it? I, I mean, agree I agree with what you said about your fro, about what what's the term you use? Like, I just... it's It takes up a lot of physical yes. space, but it also takes up a lot of space in the room like in terms of gives you a sense a of power. A lot of personality. Not yeah. everybody has the balls and the guts to, to carry the fro and be like, yeah. look, this is me no matter where I go and that's just what it is. Well, I find it interesting because a lot of the conversation online about what good hair is has mm-hmm. to be that straight, silky, mm-hmm. this, that. And to have somebody as chocolate as you are with the beautiful skin come mm-hmm. in and embrace that and still, it's, I would have and still, that the people that been like, no, yeah, that, well, that's girl. What I'm and then still get the blowback. I, just, I think I, I feel think, like in our community, yeah. you can never fucking win. I think that the perception is slowly changing, um, and I think that you might be like a, even in the smallest measurement a part of what that change is. Just us women embracing our natural curl pattern right. of our hair. Um, and so, you know, society's kind of taking notice, but it is a slow moving And there's nothing movement. wrong, and I want to be very clear, there's nothing wrong with wearing frontals, weaves, none of that. Uh, yeah. if, you don't glue, if, you don't, if you don't glue it right, it's something wrong. <laughs> something my, wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No judgment, right? But I'm just saying is what works for me is what makes me feel comfortable, and I wish that the people would just leave my hair But alone. here's the other thing is you're a performer. Yeah. 
Yes. So it is your it's part of your job to actually show off different facets of yourself. And I so do it. sometimes you gotta wear rock but, a blonde but, but wig. It almost goes back to representing every facet of what a woman is. Women are not one way or one style. Sometimes now I'm I, hood. Now I saw you at the VMAs. Mm-hmm. I walked right past your ass though, because you did not have a, a, a afro. Oh, really? Oh, well, you, you know, that's another thing, too. I was, they were like, uh, did you say hi to Marlon? <laughs> I, I was looking for Afro. You were right but there. But that's another thing, too. I guess that there's a, in this new stage of, of my career, I also want to make sure that people recognize I'm out of the face. Mm-hmm. I'm out of the artist. I'm mm-hmm. out of the person. And not necessarily not just... Not be defined by the hair. Just be defined by mm-hmm. the hair. You know, I've always said that my hair is just part of me, but it's not who I am. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a process. Mm-hmm. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to the nigga who oh, wants okay. shit. Okay, so MJ. <laughs> oh, no, nah, I, I, yes. I liked MJ for you. And then the last, then there was a scene where Prima Donna's shady ass. Now, Prima Donna, I fuck with you kind of <laughs> on Instagram. And I've met you. And I know, you know, we Instagram cool. I don't know you yet. Hopefully can interview you one day. But when she pulled up at, at that lunch or whatever with that other girl, I was so proud that you didn't play into the stereotype of what, they want to see from women who, uh, when another woman comes to confront you about their man or their ex-man. I really mm-hmm. felt like you handled yourself well. What'd you feel about I that? I feel that I handled myself very well. I do my best to be very analytical. Be, you know, I saw your very... eye twitching, though. Your eye was twitching. If you go and back and watch the scene. I ain't got no feelings. <laughs> you know, your you know, eye was... Your... I got feelings, and I'm a woman, and I'm going through my own stuff, and I feel that a lot of times people can be very judgmental of these shows that they see you for one hour, once a week, for a couple of minutes. That you shoot for nine months. That you shoot for like nine months, and they want to judge your whole life based off that one moment. You really don't know all the things that I've been living in my own personal life for me to make the decision that I took at that Mm -hmm. moment, right? Um, I have nothing to say about Prima Donna at this time. You know, she is a beautiful black woman. She did what she felt that she had to do at that moment. I reacted the way that I did at, at the moment, and then that's just what it is. You know, I'm not here to bash anybody, and I feel that the type of shit that I go through, I, de- I leave it on set. Mm-hmm. Once I film, once I do what I got to do, when I get out of there, I have things to do. <laughs> like, I actually have a business to run, and I'm a real you artist. You sound like that's me. a great attitude <laughs> So then have. that's just what but it is. But some people live in it forever, though. Yeah, some people will live on the Instagram going back and forth all day hey. and all that. Nobody has time for that. Let's be making money out okay, of it. Okay, but wait. Can, can you guys give us a little bit of context? Yes. Okay, the okay, scene so, happened so pre-Madonna. So she, so she's da- she's she's dating her friend's brother MJ, mm-hmm. who helped rescue her from the nigga who was stealing her money. Uh huh. I think right. He had your back. Her manager, Trina's is, Trina's yeah. manager, was stealing her money or some. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, he stole Trina's money. He was stealing her money. We get it tattooed because niggas do be stealing. Mm. Yeah, he he just mismanaged mm-hmm. the yeah. money. He took it out her pocket and put it in his. Mm. No. But then she then so her, she started dating her friend's brother. Mm-hmm. MJ, who seemed like a nice guy, but then Prima Donna, who has a waist trainer company. Have you seen her waist trainer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why is it? No, somebody did not laugh in the studio. I'm it, talking about it. She really does have a, waist, a successful business. Anyway, so um, she pulled up to a meeting with Amada, but mm-hmm. brought another girl who said that she used to be her current boyfriend's uh, ex. Yes. And oh. then that he was just using her. Okay, so she was the new girl was saying that MJ is using her. So she used to go out with MJ. When I tell you I don't even watch Love and Hip Hop if I'm not on it, I was watching this <laughs> and I was this was my reaction. One, first I was embarrassed for you at first. And I was embarrassed. I, I, I felt I felt it was a low. It was like it was the low. It was mm-hmm. like the low blow. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that. I felt some type of way. And so, I, I called so- I paused it and called Bobby Lights. I said I'm really fucking angry. I didn't want to call you because I knew mm-hmm. I'd get to you. Right. But I called Bobby. I was it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But then I thought it also revealed a lot. It revealed a lot about Prima Donna. It revealed a lot about this woman. And it revealed about how strong you were to me. 
Well, you know, I feel that every woman has gone through something similar at some mm -hmm. point in life, and men as well, right? Um, in my case, I wanted to date someone that had all the potential to be, you know, everything that I wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. I saw that, I saw he was very talented, I saw where he was going, and I wanted to be a support system to that, besides the way that he treated me and all those things, right? Um, unfortunately, sometimes when you are in love, when you're busy and everything, you may not... You may, you may skip the red flags, mm -hmm. you know? And I still think that he's a great person. He's a great man, just n not necessarily for me at this place in my life right now. So Amada came home. Mm. She hit that door. She looked like Carmen from, um, <laughs> you know, when Beyonce did Carmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. She had the red dress on. She mm -hmm. had the blonde wig. I said, mm -hmm. okay, I, I think I've seen her before. And she hit that door. When I tell you, I called Bobby. I said, if this motherfucker don't get an Emmy Award for this. <laughs> because I felt like you were very composed, but also very angry and very hurt and embarrassed. And you brought it all into that conversation. And so she told a nigga he had to go. And there was a moment where he... Um, he said something to her, and you did a spin. Oh, no, he was upstairs, and you had pointed oh, to the sky. Oh, because he slammed the door. Yeah. But don't be slamming doors. Oh, you don't slam the door. Honey, let me tell you something right now. <laughs> you do need to move to L.A. You will be killing the castings out here. Uh, he, he slammed jobs. the door, and I just went zero to a thousand. I even pushed my own to the side. Like, oh, don't be slamming my goddamn doors. But, but, but what did you say when you put, did you say something in Spanish? Oh, yeah, I was just like, be very careful. Be Is that what very you said? careful. Okay. Yeah, then we talk without. But honestly, you know. I guess that, you know, once you look at it for viewers and everything else, I guess it's great TV, but it's, it just sucks when it's real life and you're going through it. And as a woman, you know, everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to find the right man. You go from one guy to the other trying to find the right connection. And even though a lot of people told me and warned me, I just um, didn't want to see it in that way. So... I, oh, you're young. Fuck it. Who cares? I know. I know. I didn't want to see it in that way, but I still wish him nothing but the best. I still think he's a great man. I wish him nothing but success in his music and what he's doing, and we still maintain a great friendship. Well, one lesson I got from that for sure that I'm going to apply to my life, because I look at my friends, I look at people like you, all of you, and I learn from you, and I apply it to my life. What the hell are you going to say? Don't fuck, <laughs> don't fuck with a nigga that only has one suitcase. <laughs> You know what? You are terrible. He one has more suitcase. Baby, baby, when mama moved up no. the stairs and said, don't fuck with my daughter, get your shit, hold on, get he out. He packed one bag. I think he threw two pair of shoes and a, pe no, a pants in there. No, he was going to come back for more. You are terrible. Girl, no. I was like, girl, I needed a wardrobe closet to be. No. <laughs> No, but you know what? He understood that I needed some of that, some space at that time. You know, sometimes you just need space. And I'm a star. This is all my wardrobe. Put your shit over there in the corner. No, sometimes you just need some space. And and he gave me that space at the time. Like I said, things didn't work out. I mean, shit. We've all gone through some relationship and things don't work out. Mm -hmm. And you got to keep it moving. And you don't have to end in bad terms. Mm -hmm. We can end as friends. And I can still be supportive of you. Mm -hmm. We're just not right at this moment for each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, no, I hear and, you. And, I, and I also, I think, is because... Um, a lot, and let me clarify una cosa, por favor. <laughs> a lot of the people were saying, they get, oh, Amara broke up with him because of what uh, ex-girlfriend came and said 10 years ago. No, like I said at the moment, I took that decision because I was living what she was talking about. That took a lot of strength to admit that, though, publicly. It to did. To say, like, you're telling me what I've already been feeling. Like, right. when somebody come and tell you the person you love ain't shit, and you say, or in, in the context, right. 
and like you, saying that he was an opportunist and using and all her. the things. Yeah, and you were already feeling. But, that. but I was thinking, you know, this was a long time ago. People change, people grow, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily because he treated you that way. Mm-hmm. I won't say that everything that she said was on the dot, but a lot of it did make sense to me at the moment, and that's why I reacted the way that I did. It wasn't a telenovela. I wasn't acting. <laughs> I wasn't doing none of that. Is exactly how I felt, and you know. It sucks, but it is what it is, and we've moved past it, and, you know, we're still trying to be cool. And Well, l- listen to two people in their 40s. People don't change. Yeah. Mm-mm. There's certain characteristics that you just can't ignore because that is just who that person is. You know, there's flaws and stuff like that that can change over time if they if want. If a nigga lies, if they want he to. lies. But if, he's, if, if it's somebody who's a pathological liar or they're an opportunist, they're never going to be able if, to change that. If his that. penis has a home in multiple zip codes, he's yeah. a you know, cheater. He, he wasn't like that. I'll tell you that. No, no cheating. He did seem like a nice guy. No he did. cheating. Very respectful. Very supportive. Very everything. Smart. Everything was perfect. <laughs> but, I couldn't pinpoint nothing. Okay, wait, let me ask a question. I do have a question. Was he broke? Define broke. She already answered. She already answered the next no, question. No, 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 no. It's just that as an artist, he was rich in spirit. He has his ups and he has his downs. Sometimes music, you know, you can get your music gigs. Sometimes you can't. It is feast or famine in this yeah, business. Yes, yes, Shit. but the bills are consistent, and no matter what, I need to pay them and I need to figure it out myself. But you talk about moving to L.A. Oh my God, a woman who's with a man that ain't got no money in this city. Oh my God. No, that's yeah, a no, fucking. That's I, a myth. I, I will not allow that shit to happen but to her but okay no like here in this city uh you know it's you rare you see a woman in my opinion mm-hmm. at least in our community in hollywood mm-hmm. right and in the entertainment be with a man who's like on the rise on and doing his thing you know what it was i i have dated a lot of very very wealthy men and if you really know me you've never heard anything about me mm-hmm. i keep my personal life very you know low-key mm-hmm. you'll never not never know who what mm-hmm. what so I've dated wealthy men. I've dated celebrities. Whatever. Have you dated Tory Lanez? Who? Tory Lanez. No. Um, Too short. So, so the point is, wow, he's terrible. I know he's awful. <laughs> I, I like it. Okay, Tory, so you've dated um, so wealthy I, men, I've dated celebrities, all of those things, mm-hmm. whatever. And I've also dated men that financially have not been the most. Mm-hmm. But if I see that you are ambitious, you're working, you yeah, have that's worth you, something. You, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you know what I mean. I feel the same way. Like when you think about Amazon, Facebook, eBay, all these other companies that started with men that had a dream and had a concept, mm-hmm. they were pursuing and they were working towards it. So if I see that maybe I have the resources to help you connect those dots why not mm-hmm. so i try exist okay. mm-hmm. they do exist i, I, I said the same mm. thing i said the same thing about that boy in dominican republic mm-hmm. you know why he stopped talking to me why because i wouldn't get in papers I, broke that's what my I thought. fucking heart I, this time i thought yeah. you was in love with me because of sorry. my but okay maybe he wanted to be with you to entend the one-on-one every day with you cuddle up but okay over there he can't do it no he wanted me to buy a ticket and help him get to spain so he could live a better life in preparation to of moving to listen oh, no, we ain't doing <laughs> he that. tried me we ain't doing that jesus your bitch jesus, so wait, so um, so Trina, you're, you and Trina, they, I mean, you know, last time you were here, Trina wasn't there, you know, wasn't another star on the show, it was just you, now there's more stars on the show, what do you think about Trina, how do you guys get along? Um, I'm not really sure what you meant with that, but what I will say <laughs> is that um, I get along pretty much, I'm a very easygoing person, if you don't get along with me, it's, it's, not, it's not me, it's you, I get along with everybody, I'm super cool, Trina and I, um, even though that I will clarify, you know, in reunion, damn, I can't talk about it yet, but in reunion she said something that kind of made me feel uncomfortable for two seconds, and I'll clarify that later on on my social media when it does air, but other than that, uh, we're cool people, you know what I mean, we, we get along, everything's good, no bad vibes, mm. and um, 
She's doing her music, her album. She got her album back. You know, she's doing her. You, you guys know? have you guys collaborated yet? Um, once upon a time, we did like a mini collaboration on a song because we had the same management, but truly come together to do music together. No, we haven't. Mm -hmm. no. Um, Young Hollywood. But wishing her nothing but the best with this album that she's about to put out again. That's great. Is that radio talk or is that for real? No, is that that's for real. I mean, if you're a she's woman, she's been doing this since she was four years old. Okay, she is a fucking pro. She, no, but you why are would diplomatic? I, why would not I have saying to that be you're not shady. truthful? Not saying that you're not being yeah. truthful, but you are diplomatic, and you only learn that from being in the business for a very last, long time. Last time she was here, I went and watched the show back. She handled us like some Hand, fucking thugs. Handled your ass. I said, no, not handled again. You. No, no, you won't come in here with that media training. <laughs> Fuck that. I was. I no, was, but it is true. It is true. I know that she really went through it with management and everything else to get her album back and she got it back and, and the now season she's gonna... she lost her mom too and she lost her mom like yeah. I really feel that it is so entertaining to bring people down especially women mm -hmm. and not not just black women just women in general mm -hmm. we already have it tough enough so it is nice to hear another woman uplift another one yeah. especially we're in the same industry or mm -hmm. we're in the same you know music environment what do you so. think yeah. about Jocelyn sending prima donna pig when did this happen <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you don't send nobody with a waist trainer, no damn pig. That was that was low. No, you. I like you. you. We, we talk, Jocelyn, but you, bitch, you. You know what? You, I think I think that at the end of the day, should prima donna ate the pig and just been thankful it was a gift. <clears throat> I believe that. <laughs> I believe that at the end of the day, look, Jocelyn knows what she's doing. Okay, she's, she's been TV. doing reality yeah, TV is. for a very long time, and at the end of the day, it came off entertaining. Was it a low blow? Yeah, it was a little blow. Do I know the history that they have and the reasons why they don't get along? No, I don't know. I don't know what words have been said for her to feel a certain type of way to the point that she sent a big. At this point, <laughs> I personally have my own feelings with this other cast member, so I perhaps may understand where she's coming from. And, you know, it is what it is. She sent it, and I believe that she ate it. <laughs> no, I think... No, she said it on the show. I didn't, I didn't, she ate it. No, I didn't see her eat the pig. No, but she said you on the show that. that she was going to use her seasonings or something. Just and the way you was said it. You did not see her Funny. put a piece of that pig in her mouth, though. No, but she said it out of her mouth. We're going to season it up and we're going to eat it. Nice. <laughs> she has seasonings. I'm not here to promote her stuff, but I'm saying. Wait, hold on. She's got waist trainers and seasonings? And Cricket, cricket, wait, the chirp, silence. Chirp. You get so quiet. <laughs> this, Everybody wait, looked at me okay. like... Prima Donna... It ain't me. It's Melissa. It I'm, is this, I'm asking fucking questions. You, you asking about seasoning the pigs. This is my interview. We didn't come here to promote nobody else. And those, with that being said, let's keep it moving. So, that part. so season one was like, so, so season one was explosive. A lot of people wanted to kill young Hollywood. Like, not literally, but like figuratively online. No, literally too. Yeah, yeah literally. Was, literally too, which I also had to come. It even came from production. I had to come and do a couple of statements, mm -hmm. letting people know, which I would have never wished that for him but I, I like to back off I him. got a lot of people you know sending him threats he himself was afraid at a certain point for his life because mm -hmm. people were coming at him like they wanted to jump him yeah. and all this stuff and I'm like I understand where he's coming from or rather better what he said was inappropriate but instead of being violent with it why don't we just use this moment to educate him and other people that feel the same way it was so, a, teach, a teachable moment. Yeah, yeah. it was. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't feel that you jumping him or doing something to him is going to fix anything. And he just didn't deserve it because he gave his opinion is exactly how he felt like many other people. Mm -hmm. Why Why don't we use this moment to really say... I think the reason why people didn't like it is because not only did he state it as an opinion, he was very arrogant about it. 
You know what I'm saying? After you let him sleep on the floor. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe for people this that don't why, know, this, what, what she, was the Her face is on the name? microphone they, right now. They she know, can't with Jason. They know. Look, she, the point <laughs> is that he learned his lesson. He learned. He apologized to me several times. We are currently in a way better space you are, now. Okay, okay. And we're, we're okay. good. People make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. I'm sure you've said a couple of things in your lifetime. Uh-oh. That yes. I'm not apologetic about. But Okay, but is there any moment that you say, damn, maybe I shouldn't have said it this way? Yep, I Ariana mean, Grande, but I ain't going there. Yeah, but so. what I'm saying is that nobody's perfect. I myself have said some you know, messed up shit yeah. that I'm like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. And people educate you too. But to mm-hmm. Damage's point, he had criticized her season one for uh, having the Afro and being Afro-Latina. She was a very proud Afro-Latina and mm-hmm. it came off very disrespectful. And then later on- he, was, he basically said that, you know, in order, basically for me to be successful in this industry, I would have to change my looks. Mm-hmm. And part of that was that my Afro wasn't mm-hmm. elegant. Yeah. What? And so, she, she and wasn't she, marketable. And and what? like the one yeah. line I put in my new book, God must have forgotten about me, which is out now. Um, I said, I, <laughs> I said, God it. threw a lot of, I said, no, I said, uh, I took all the darts thrown at me and crafted them into th- a throne. And that's what you did. I mean, you literally built a platform of being an advocate for your community. Um, and I brought that up only to kind of segue to the fact that we had recently posted you on Hollywood Unlocked. You had did a shout out to Tyler Perry. You shot your yes. shot mm-hmm. to get a part with him. And there were people in the comments saying, oh, she's still dragging this Afro Latina thing out. And you clap back at him. And it's like, why do people still think it's an act when you've been consistently proving that you're prideful to be who you are. It really sucks because I feel that I'm doing this not just for me. I don't I don't know if you guys have seen that um video that went viral of this beautiful black little girl that said oh. while her hairstylist was saying that that she she felt that she she was mm-hmm. ugly. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's so many girls that look up to me. Mm. I may not, I don't consider myself to be a role model. I'm only but human. I make mistakes. I'm still learning and I'm You young, can be a role model you know? and still, you're, you're a human being, so you're going to err. Right. But you can still be a role model by the way you conduct yourself on right. a regular basis. And I will tell you, you are a role model. Thank you. Mm-hmm. When I see stuff like that, it only makes me feel more empowered to use my voice to make a difference. You know, to use my platform, not only to promote my music and all the great things that I do mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry, but to also bring awareness and to be inspirational to little girls like her to women and men all over the world that don't feel as if they have a voice. The Afro-Latino community, a lot, to be honest, it took a lot for people to pay attention to us. Until mm-hmm. this day, there's still like, we don't understand what it means. Yeah. And and it's super easy, super simple. I'm not going to get super, you know, um, with all the extra details, but it just means that Slaves weren't just dropped off in America, okay? Yeah. We were dropped off in all in Europe, in the Caribbean, all over the place. Colonization, had, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in my case, I am Afro-Latino, which means I am black. I come from African descent. I am as black as anybody else, but culturally, I am Dominican. You know, I come from, the, from an island, or my, my family comes from this island. So it was just come, like... I'm not using it for clout. I don't have to. If you stop looking at your social media and you stop looking at the news and what they allow you to see, you'll see that on other parts of the world, there's real shit that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's not just here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've been told, oh, you're not black. I'm sorry. When the popo stop us, black lives matter. I'm as black as anybody. Oh, they don't say, oh. No, she speaks Spanish. Oh, no, you can pass. Your... I'm as black as anybody else. So you... Why is it so hard for people to understand? And I constantly feel the need that I have to defend that. Like, you think it, it really do you sucks. Think it, do you think it's unfair when people say, like, somebody like you who's, you're not, well, you're black. Yes. Okay, but you're not African-American. <laughs> I'm not African-American. Right? But I'm African-American and not as darker skin as you, but we've had similar, you maybe have even had worse 
experiences being black. Right. But why do they say that somebody who's Latino or Latina and that has your color skin or that looks like you cannot have the same experience? I truly don't know. I just think it is unfair. I think that, you know, we no one should, like, uh, feel as if my experiences aren't good enough or they should just kind of, like, push it to a side because, like I said, there's many of us. And... um and I'm just using my platform. I want to somewhat change the the prototype of what a Latina looks like, you mm-hmm. know? And when I said the Tyler Perry thing, shout out to Tyler Perry. Um, mm-hmm. When I said that, I meant it because um, I want the, the, the Sofia Vergara's, which I love and admire the way that she worked her career, but we don't all look like that. We don't all sound like that, mm-hmm. you know? So I want there to be... I want to speak to the producers, to the directors. You want more. You want more diverse, more diversity. Rep- yeah, representation yeah. of what Afro Latina actually means, because mm-hmm. you do tend to see the lighter complected, yep. straight hair right. representation of Latina. That's it. But you don't really see you. You are like considered an anomaly, but you're not. Right. And I, I don't mind playing any role. That's fine. I'm just saying I would love to be able to say La Latina that looks like me is the one over here, and then we don't all look like that. Yeah, my co-host Blue. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's uh, Cuban and Panamanian, so she is she. Yeah, she, she, para todos Latinos. Yeah, so she is Afro Latino. No, I mean she's not well, African American. And no. I'll tell you this much too: there's a lot of Afro Latinos <clears throat> portraying to be African American just to get a lot of these gigs. Mm. So with that being said, I'm not going to put no names out there. But with that being said, Google. Yeah, be my <laughs> guest. With that being said. Uplift your people well, as well. Well, we had a fellow Afro-Latina, Evelyn Lozada, on the show who caught a lot of heat because she did a, a DNA test and found out that she was somewhat Afro-Latina, and she claimed it, and people attacked her. Why do—do do you think it's fair people claiming that they are Afro-Latina if—I don't even know. To help, fight, to help fight their battle. Like, she—, she, she But that's she, what people claim. Uh-huh. Like, if I do a DNA test right now and find out I'm Panamanian, mm-hmm. yeah. I should be able to come up and say I'm Panamanian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? I think that the most important part, whether it is Evan, whether it is whomever the case may be, just generically, people need to mind their business. Mm. People need to mind their business. If it's not about you or with you, stay in your lane. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, if you feel that you're proud to be African-American, Jamaican, Colombian, wherever Mm. it is that you feel that you identify Because Tiffany Haddish right now is letting everybody know she's Jew. Mm-hmm. She's Jewish. She did her whole bat mitzvah. If you're Jewish, if you yeah, are from Africa. wherever you are, be proud to be vocal about it and say it and have the guts to stand up for it and maintain your, your position. That's just what mm-hmm. it is. People will always have something to say. And mm-hmm. I feel it's more, I feel it's louder when like you you and Juju are very big advocates for the yes. Afro-Latina community. And, Shout out to Juju. And like, she's Afro-Cuban. And like say, for instance, I think Charlemagne. I'm not giving you Charlamagne as an example. All you Sean King mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he does in real life, but on Instagram he does a lot for the black community. A lot. It would apparently looks like more than me. Mm-hmm. But if I say I'm proud to be black, they're like Mexican. You ain't black. <laughs> and I just they feel like I, I feel like again, you should be able to be prideful to be whoever you are, whatever you are. Well, that's not gonna. Um, I mean, we can be unfiltered and uncensored here, right? Yeah. yeah. So okay, um, part of me being an activist for the Afro Latino community is getting a lot of nigger notes. I get nigger notes on my PO box all the time on my DMs. What and is that? Ta- my PO box. Oh, like they put the word nigger on there? Yeah, I get letters, written letters. Really? Yeah. 
people have that actual time to do that Hate mail. and mail it and go to the post office and do that because Thanks. you're too loud in the advocacy because for... i'm too loud with it right um and in the beginning it was hurtful i used to cry with my mom all the time like oh my god what am i doing wrong you know i'm kind of scared you're doing everything gonna, right you know what's gonna happen to me mm-hmm. but then eventually i was like you know what if god forbid anything were to ever happen to me i want to know that i went down by being brave by trying to break barriers and doing something positive for the people so i don't care good so, for you so what's going on with the wigs at uh love and hip-hop miami because everybody online is talking about the hair no, i feel like there's so many other important things to talk about than uh the way that women's wigs are on the show whether you like them or you dislike them you know and we obviously know that we're talking about cvj because he was the one who started the conversation with his post um i don't know if he did it for attention i don't think that he really did it because he really cared about the franchise (laughs) because there were many ways that you could have gone about it and i personally didn't you know say anything on social media about it but i know that a lot of other cast members had a lot to say and i left it up to them to be vocal about it. I, I thought he was talking about Suki and Hood Rat, which I don't even know why there's a Hood Rat. I, somebody I don't, hood I rat. don't. There's, Those a, hood there's rat. a cast member named Hood Rat. Hood Hood Rat. No, Brat. Oh, Hood Rat? Oh, yeah. Brat. <laughs> it's Hood Rat. That's what I don't know. I honestly, I know, I, I'm sorry. Rat. I thought it was Suki, Hood Rat. Hood Rat, Chameleon, Santana, um, there were all the new cast members. Uh-huh. Um, they felt like they wanted to be open and they wanted to express themselves to Stevie and they said what they had to say. And, you know? Oh, Trick Daddy said, pull up, nigga. Oh, Trick also had something to say. <laughs> I bet, okay, was it that deep? I don't think it's that deep over some hair. I mean, I think Stevie has a lot of other things to be concerned about. I'm happy for you. I'm Thank proud you. of you. I, Thank you I re- so much. You know, people don't understand, like, talent is half of it. But the hustle. <laughs> Her hustle, the hustle is, is unparalleled. It's so separate. And they, don't, and they don't see the struggle behind the scenes. And they don't know what it takes. It just looks so good but, on Instagram, right? But you do a really good job. Like, you're, you're fucking doing it. You know what? And I pray that one day I am able to come back here. And I want you to see and be part of my success. I want you to say, you know, she came to my studio several times. And look at where she's at now. And that I am working towards that. I am working so hard. I'll tell you some of the things that I have going on right now. Let's go. Um, I have my children's book, Amarita's Way, I'm available in Barnes & Nobles all around the United States in Spanish, English, and in French, Amazon.com as well. I'm working on the second edition, which talks about bullying. Since bullying is such a big thing these days for the young ones, I wanted to do something for them. I am currently... Um, Obviously, on the third season of Love and Hip Hop Miami, just finished doing the Spanish version of Dancing with the Stars on Univision as a oh, host. Oh, nice! And they filmed yeah. that in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Which I pray one day to be able to make it to Dancing with the Stars here in mm-hmm. the states, right? Um, I have a makeup line that I'm working on with Juvia. I finished doing a commercial for Boost Mobile. Um, I just finished doing a collaboration, which I'm still working with them with Secret and Selena, uh, Serena Williams and everything else. Oh wow! I, mean, I am doing so many things. My movie Fall Girls came out on the beginning of the year. It's mm-hmm. on. It's available on Netflix now. I am working so hard right now. God knows. I want to take advantage of this moment. And I am so grateful to all my fans and all the people that support me, my team, because I wouldn't be able to make it without them. I am grateful for people like yourself that allow me to use this platform to promote and talk and, and you know, speak my piece. So thank you. And you're a testament to all women, all women that you can do it without a nigga. Because yeah. you ain't got one that's helping you with all that. <laughs> You're doing a great job. I mm-hmm. really am proud of you. Thank you so I, much. I would tell you, if, if I wasn't, I would tell you. But I just, I love how you, you've done exactly what everybody who gets on Love & Hip Hop is supposed to do. Said they were going to do. No, yeah. it's supposed to do. Yeah, said no, they were going to do everybody, it didn't. Everybody get on there talking mm-hmm. about, you know, I run a barbecue sauce line. <laughs> yeah. But I'm vegan. Yeah. Like, it don't make, it shit just don't add up. Yeah. But no, well, I'm you, you can you can see mine. You can see what I'm doing. And now I'm going to be promoting my new single, Andale. As a matter of fact, I am going to be, I saw that you 
you were there too at the Wendy Williams show. This is going to be yeah. my first time. Oh, you haven't been? I've never been. Oh, so wow. I'm really excited. And um, I'm promoting this new music. I'm in just such a great space in my oh, life. Wendy called me this morning, woke me up. Uh, you know, I'm going to call her and give her some notes. So she got some stuff. No! She don't need me. Don't. She don't need me. She's the queen. I um, also brought a copy of my book for you. For real? Thank I mean, you're you on so plane much. so much, you have something to read. Oh, man, and, thank you so much. Andale. I really appreciate this. And Andale is what you tell a nigga when you want him to get out your house. Andale! Oh, my God. Guys, just go buy his book and get it <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. All right, me. come thank anytime. You, love. Peace. Bye, guys. What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also, don't forget to share and leave a comment, because we are reading.